You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I'm your host, AreYouScreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me as always is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, this week it is uh, Murder, Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah. And I, I think uh, pretty well nothing else. So this is... Dude, this is a weird one. We only did one film. This is going to be an interesting week um, because uh, I have to mention, so the, the Critics' Choice Awards... <laughs> Uh, are are now moving back to the CW. They were really? on they were on the CW at one point. Yeah, yeah a couple and years then, ago. And then and then the last three years that'll be an interesting noise. And then the last I think three years, two or three years, um, yeah, they were on A and E. Yeah, and and partner channels and you know right. whatever they. Um, huh. But so now they're back on the CW, and. As I understand it, and you know, being an insider who's inside of nothing and doesn't really know anything, right? Yeah, right. I suspect, and I'm totally guessing, right, <laughs> uh, that the CW is actually a better deal. Yeah, uh, is um, monetarily a better place to be, right? right. And I think that the CW. Uh, was not all about the earlier time. Right. So the awards are again going to be, uh, I think it's, they've already said, and I think it's like January 21st. It's like oh, tw- cool. 20th or 21st. So it's kind of back to yeah, normal. where it was before they So it was just it. like the one year blip, I guess. Maybe I don't it know. was also ratings. You know, the CW it, is it, on the second tier of channels kind of popular. Right. It's not a primary right. popular channel, but maybe A&E just wasn't getting them. I don't know. Maybe they noticed a drop off in their attention. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's a weird I, shift. I would think that the CW is a positive move. Yeah. Right? It's, yeah, not, right. it's yeah. not like going down a level right. in right. channel. And because I think the people uh, in charge of the broadcast film critics – uh, I think they really dug the earlier time. Oh, yeah. I bet. So for it to yeah. switch back, I think that was probably, Begrudgingly uh, done, you know, at least 51% yeah, right. <laughs> the, like C, you the said, CW It, it, it doesn't it. seem like that kind of move is the death knell. Like, oh, God, we're going out of business. No, no, it's a good move. It's a good move. It's definitely uh, a positive move. And it could... Uh, if, if they can get uh, keep the ratings like going up, that could easily transition into like CBS, who right. owns the CW. Yeah. So uh, anyway, but so the uh, you know the movies are rolling in and nominations are still happening pretty quickly. Yeah, uh, and including like all the TV stuff because it's still like all the one right. show and everything. Right. So uh, all the TV nominations have to be in and all the movie nominations pretty soon after that i think i think they're doing tv first i know the things i have to do as a person nominating things right uh the tv stuff is just uh earlier 
And for people out there who may want to know, and I'm sure there's very few of them, the nominations are very different, right? Like the movie nominations are just like a big vote. Right. It's just a giant throw out a bunch of names, see what comes up. These things came up. Now vote on this right. These things again. Thing yeah, it's to like see what voting. gets nominated or whatever. Uh, the TV nominations are more of like uh, sectioned off groups. Right. That then just have like a meeting <laughs> back and forth <laughs> right. over email. People say stuff. There's like a form. Everyone kind of talks about it. But everyone who's in the Broadcast Television Journalists Association does not nominate everything. So it's, oh, right. okay. so right. it's not like movies. It's not full committee. You know, everybody <clears throat> nominates everything. Right. In the end, everybody votes yeah, on everything, everything for what wins. But for the nominating process, it's like, you know, things are sectioned off, like by drama, by comedy, yeah. miniseries, reality, you know, whatever different sections. Right. Um, and, and that has a lot to do with the fact that uh, there's just too much television, right? There's too many movies, too. But <laughs> there's, been able to but there's really that, too yeah. much television. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, everyone can't watch everything. So there are right. people who are in the Broadcast Television Journalists Association who, you know, their thing may be more comedy. They cover right. comedy and maybe drama, too. Genre-specific stuff, yeah. But, yeah, there are a lot of people, especially working in, uh, like, radio and online and stuff like that, who... You know, you don't necessarily review every show you in couldn't, the universe. You, right? you couldn't There's, legitimately. Right. Like, I don't care how you do it. You don't have enough time in the day. Um, so anyway, so that's all happening. So that yeah. makes this, uh, as I said, kind of a special show, sort of, uh, because maybe not next week. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. Next week, possibly. Dude, but next week is Thanksgiving. That's I know. so weird. But uh, But after that, it's probably going to be, you know, back to like who knows, two or three movies. Right. We'll be catching up I on all it. kinds of stuff. Yeah, it's going to be that awesome. We haven't covered during the year, <laughs> and we'll be talking about all the things that we have to see to see what gets nominated mm-hmm. and crunching noises. Anyway, so uh, but this week, just the one movie. Yeah, and, and it feels weird just to do one. And I'm. Uh, I'm very specifically not going to talk about any news <laughs> this week because you're boycotting the news, I, or you're just sick of. I just the news. can't. I just can't watch the news. There anymore. must be something what, newsworthy that what isn't news, newsworthy. What news is there interesting to say? The except only, that somebody was harassing right, somebody else. Right. That's like all the news you there wanna, is. Yeah, anymore. if you want to see that stuff, you can. And I feel like anything we tell you for news, unless it's about our lives, like. You can get online. I think the only thing I saw that wasn't harassment news that was a little surprising was that Thor is still killing everything at the box office. Thor is still doing you know, just It's fine. amazing. Yeah. And I just I worry that that's sending the wrong it's, message. Uh, but yeah, I know. Man, they're banking in on it. It's, uh, it's crazy. I know, but it it's weird because um, it's, it's almost like it doesn't matter. And that's right. the scary thing is that it, it kind of doesn't matter. That's yeah. what's yeah. really scary is that Marvel and, you know, superheroes in general uh, are so big at this point as far as people going to movie theaters in an age when movie theaters are, you know, potentially Endangered. in a lot of trouble. Right. Yeah, right. That whatever works to get people <laughs> to a theater, right. that's Dude, what everyone's going to do. I was just right? talking about this. 
the advent of how long uh, how long 3D has stuck around after Avatar, you know, has been surprising. Right. And I just said the other day, if Smell-O-Vision or rock, you know, <laughs> right, chairs with electric right. jolts would get people in this in the theaters, they'd be everywhere. You know, they'll it's, do whatever they need to do to get people in. It's getting to the point <laughs> that, you know, so many people are talking about so many different things that, you know, now the conversation is like movie theaters in the future will just really be like a big room right. and everyone's got the goggles on. Right, right, right. right, <laughs> and, right. And, but you have to go there right. and watch it. But there's kind of not a theater. Right. You're kind of – because nobody knows what to do because yeah. no one will go. So whatever people actually show up to, that's what people are going to do. And if superhero movies go one direction and make a ton of money, yeah. that's the direction <laughs> that's we're going to go. yeah. Okay, so uh, anyway, really just uh, the one movie, and it, it, it really is weird, though, with Thor, um, because it's a little too comedic, and yeah. it's kind of comedic in the wrong way, except yeah. that people love it and show up for it, and now, uh, like, I just heard that Marvel was kind of pushing back the date that they were going to have some big announcement of... Oh, really? Everything happening in like the next, the next phase stage, or yeah, whatever, right, right. Uh, whatever the story is. And I wonder if they're not going to uh, really kind of analyze what happens with Black Panther. Right. And how non-comedic that is or how whatever, whatever it's like. Right. 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 And and then start thinking to themselves. Well, I guess we have to just make Thor over right. and over. Keep doing and, this. Yeah. <laughs> and the problem too is that, you know, you there's so much money to be had, right? That you get in kind of a one track mind sort of thing. Yeah. And you know, maybe Black Panther's just bad. Right. And right. And, and will it matter? Right. It won't matter because no. they'll go well. But it. So see, this wasn't funny, and no one went. Right. And. Maybe it, maybe we want good, right. you know, and you don't know. They're just going to look at whether or not it's trying to be funny. Just funny and, and so now everything's going to be funny. And, yeah. oh, you know, 10 great. years from now, it's going to basically be like the greatest American hero right. <laughs> as right. Marvel movies. And right. who knows? Anyway. Anyway, yeah, it's crazy. But, uh, yeah, I just I don't want I don't want to get right. into yeah. the news. The only yeah. uh, the only weird thing in the news that I thought was kind of interesting That's was that uh, like two days ago, we there was the big news was that uh, Gal Gadot refuses to be in Wonder Woman two right. unless Brett Ratner is completely disassociated with it, has no involvement in it at right. all, and then like the next day, without really comment on that we got the news that the Wonder Woman 2 date was pushed up to a different time. Oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> so, That's interesting. But without mentioning without mentioning the fact that we weren't going to be watching it. Yeah. That's an interesting uh, alert. Maybe we're all in danger. I hadn't seen that. I, 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 I saw Gal Gadot um, taking that stand, but I hadn't seen the follow-up about it. Um, which could mean any number of small things. It, it might mean a big thing, but I didn't, you know. Did they say why they pushed it up? Uh, I think that the story was to be at a significantly different time than whatever oh, okay. Star Wars movie yeah, or right. whatever. Would, yeah. Yeah, those are to small not things. Be, to not be as close right. to Star Wars, um, whatever. Uh, anyway, okay. 
<clears throat> so, Murder on the Orient Express. Right. Uh, Oh yeah, wait. The, this is a weird movie to cover, actually, because it's not like uh, I don't know who's going to this movie who doesn't know how it ends. I I think a lot of people. You I do? Really do. I really do. Do you? I don't <laughs> I know. I think who, a lot of people. There have been. First of all, there have been like a lot of remakes of this. Yeah. Um, but you know, the one in about 1972, I guess, is like you know the big big deal, right? That was with James Finney. But there were, I think. Yeah, it was with everybody. It was with, well, that's it was with, okay. That's, that's a good point. It, <laughs> it was, was with everybody. Um, yeah. I always think of Phineas. But plural. it was really good, right? Yeah. It had all the big names. Mm-hmm. It had uh, huge, huge stars, just like this one. You know, I mean, it's yeah, all, really, it's, all, of, it's yeah. all big names, right? Yeah. Um, but it was kind of like you know remaking, like I said, Gone with the Wind or yeah. Casablanca. I mean, that it was like a big, big deal. It was nobody saw it at the time. And thought, well, this sucks. I wish someone would do a good version of <laughs> right. this, right? Right. <laughs> so there wasn't exactly a lot of need to remake it, but it's been remade in between anyway. It's they did like a big, you know, Poirot, uh, a huge, BBC, yeah, they did a version, that, you of know, things. whatever, yeah. Uh, and you know, it's been remade a few times, and but everybody knows the story. Like, who's going to this, right. and you don't know what's going to happen, apart from my wife. Right, right, right. <laughs> who didn't remember the original? But I mean, I guess if you haven't ever seen it since, or you I were think a kid you know, or something, I think, yeah, I was gonna say you. There, I just there don't might be know some... that this has even with the people who are <laughs> in it. I don't yeah. know what draw it has. Like Johnny Depp fans are not necessarily going, oh, hooray, a murder mystery, They're, right? Yeah, and they'll see anything I'll get with to him. see Johnny Johnny Depp. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I don't know, but I, so I, yeah, we don't really need to go through the story, I guess. Right? There's we're on oh, the Orient easy. Express. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a very it, fancy. It, train. Kenneth, Kenneth Branagh is Poirot, right. who kind of gets suckered into going on the train in the first mm-hmm. place because uh, he wasn't intending to, right? And then they have to find a place to stick him on the train, and and there's uh, all these people on on the train, and it's it's you know super luxury. Yeah, right. High Train class. ride across <laughs> everywhere, right, really. Right. Uh, for three days, if things go right, you're right. on the train for three days. Right. And uh, someone gets killed. Um, Johnny Depp gets killed because. Uh, spoiler. Oh my yeah, God. there's no spoilers. It's <laughs> <laughs> First of all, it happens fairly early. It does. Second of all, Everybody knows what happens in the right. movie, so it doesn't right. matter. <laughs> <laughs> right. And uh, and then, you know, Poirot has to figure out uh, what happened. Yeah. And uh, he, so he interviews all the people who are on the train, and, and it's this weird gaggle of people. Right. Everyone's very uh, eccentric. All of, all of whom seem a little too close to what's going on. Right. For comfort, and then we have to, you know, figure out what happens. Right. So that's what it's about. Um, Let's see what I gave you. So it's a weird movie to rate. So uh, yeah, it's it's a weird movie to rate for me because uh, I don't know. I was I had a weird experience with this movie. I think, and because uh, I like the original, uh, I, I like the story, I like yep. the movie. And there was something very weird about this version of it for me, and that was like the overarching thing for me of this movie 
and maybe it's just because I know, right? And it's weird, but it just seemed like you had to know so early in the movie what was going on. It's like they weren't trying to hide it, right? It, every time, every time somebody had some connection to the case and the story, and it all you know ties back to this. Uh, Johnny Depp did something a long time ago, right? And the whole thing. I mean, we don't have to like spell out every single thing, but. Every time somebody had any kind of connection, it was just, it was almost like, dun, 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 <laughs> like, you know, like the movie, right? Yeah. Like, played the music. It just so highlighted everyone's connection and talked about it as though, you know, duh, hello, here's a connection. Right. And, and it, so it was weird. It was just like, it, it was like you couldn't be surprised when you found out what happened at the end. And then, What's the point of that? Like, there was no it's journey. It's, it's like, not the destination. I get, it's like, uh, you know, Kenneth Branagh does like the big reveal in the tunnel thing. Right. And you're like, well, yeah. And I mean, spit it out. Like, right. he's trying to, right, right. like, we already knew There's an hour ago. There's this big ago. Last Supper table set up yeah, and everyone's just, just like odd. freezing. Anyway, um, I gave the movie, uh, I would have to change a my very now. like begrudging eight. Wow. Because you just crapped all over this thing. <laughs> because I, I like the movie. Oh my okay? god, Mark! I like the movie. It looked really cool, and apart from Michelle Pfeiffer, I really liked everyone in it, and I liked watching them do it. Yeah, and you're I, you're I, not I big on Michelle Pfeiffer's last few films. Like she's no, she's just, awful. She's, yeah, and she's awful in this, and she's distractingly awful in this. I yeah. think anyway. Maybe yeah. you know, I don't know. Other people will agree disagree but she, she was distracting just in everyone else was being really good and she, then she would be next to them and, and you'd go what the hell is that yeah. like like she seemed like somebody just walked off the street and said i'll run lines with you and then they filmed <laughs> it and yeah. every time she tried to have an emotion it was like yeah, I, I don't know. It was weird. She was distracting, so I didn't like her. Uh, most of what the movie loses for me is her and the fact that everything seems so obvious. But I had to kind of wonder about if maybe that's just me because I just Wait, know that it's coming. Where's Where's it get eight? It's predictable. It's melodramatic. Well, it of course looks okay. It's predictable. Like one of the main actresses no, it, is bad. No, like, it looks it looks really good and. I will say this, it looks stunningly conveniently, beautiful. Conveniently, she's not actually one of the main actresses. That It would have been worse right. if she was in it more. Right. I would have had to take some more off. Right. Because then I <laughs> have to look at her too much. Right. But luckily, she's not actually the focus for a whole isn't. lot of what you're when, watching. When it's her turn to be interviewed, she feels like she's around more. But she's kind right, of peripherally right. like, but all the characters are peripherally there because it's a small friggin' train. Right. You've got to see them all right. bumping Every, around each other to make around, them all wonder. Yeah. yeah. But wow, there, man, there was huge. a lot of it that it did that off. I really liked. There was a lot of it that it did that was uh, really fun and even like the littler things. And like, like I said, it, it had to lose points because everything seems so obvious. Yeah. But I'm still not sure if that's just me because if you know it's obvious or is it just obvious right. if you don't know, I don't right. know. Right. Yeah. Well, that's that's interesting. I had you way lower. I had you like maybe at five or four and a half um, based on 
all kinds of things. Like every single thing you said. Wow, really? Like, yeah, I had you really low because I was like, well, anyway, this is how I feel about it. This is this is the same I, thing we do. I, you act like this is weird. No, I know, but but no, it's totally slant, not because no, that's what we like, always do. Is, blah, is we go it's this, it's, it's that, I'm it's nine, it eight, and I'm going to rip you know, on it right. for an hour. That's what we always uh, do. I, I have lots of problems yeah. with it, but we do that for every movie we that do. we rate eight we or do. nine. So I feel like it was. Well, garbage. I, I was I wavered. I wavered a little. This would be better if this was the big despair between scores. Uh, I guess. But I I was I was between five and five and a half, and I finally actually settled on six because of. See, that's not that big. A it's difference. not. Well, no, I'm acting like no, no, no. I had you at four. You're oh, you're yeah. you were the leap. Like I had you really not liking it. Ah, okay. I I was I was terribly bored. Except for about 15 or 20, well, maybe 20 or 25 minutes in the middle of the film, once it, once it almost derails and they are now actually stuck on the train. Because it derails. Because it, derails. because it derails. There's a, there's a chunk there where everything's working very well because it really is like a whodunit. We're introducing all these characters and, and you get to see people right. act. But when that's not happening, all I really took enjoyment from was the visuals and it is visually like amazingly beautiful like yeah, there's it's, it's there's really some great weird looking. filter that they put on it that made everything like this blue steel gray tone and it was awesome looking um i, I know what you mean about michelle pfeiffer it she's clearly acting you know, you see her acting. You see right. her trying to ratchet up these things instead of just being this character where I feel like in some ways every single character there has the ability to overact, but the the talent there keeps it from doing. Like Willem Dafoe, that guy's character is built to overact. And right, then right. when his when his investigation, uh, when it's his turn to be investigated and, and uh, questioned, he kind of pulls back the onions and does it subtly to reveal all these things, but not like in the clumsy and effective way no, Michelle and, Pfeiffer does. And he does it great. In He's a, really effective. He, he in does it. it great, and I think even better than anyone will give him credit for. Uh, and I feel like I find that a lot. Yeah. Um, where actors do things, and you're like, okay, so that was good, right? right? But. I feel like even people who think that he was good will not really appreciate how hard it is to be working an accent at the beginning of the movie. Right. Yeah. And make it seem this Austrian one, make yeah. it seem like he's <laughs> not that great at doing the accent, right. but not that right. he's just an actor who can't do the accent. Right. That's right? that's he's multi-layered stuff. Yeah, he's supposed yeah. to be acting like a guy who's acting like he's right. doing an accent or whatever. Right. And he does that crazy it's good. Beautiful. It's really great. It and, really is. I mean, w really, what could be harder than... Because, you know, yeah. you've seen movies where people do accents and they're just not good at it. Right. And it's not right. the same thing. And they right. no one's told them because they're too <laughs> right. good. Right. right. No, I mean, he's... That's a nuanced thing. And I purposefully was like wow he's so good in this and then he and then he pulls it off at the end right and you're just like oh right for me for me there's a bunch of stuff i this falls in that category of film that though beautiful to have watched is absolutely unnecessary 
I, I don't know why, yeah, except kind of. Except that there are those pet projects like Branna really wanted to do it. And in some ways, he is both. What's really funny about Branna for me is he is always one or the other. He's either the perfect guy for this job, therefore the job is perfect. Or he seems like the perfect guy for the job and he's the reason why it didn't work. Right. And in this, I think he's the reason why it doesn't work. He's so... He's so... Shakespearean about the stuff that he does that he though maybe the story serves a bit of grandstanding he just certainly is the wrong guy for it because he puts so much gravity in the stuff that I think seems important on the page he, he's he just but it's he just, just wanted to play Poirot right and he's like, well, then I'll make a movie, I'll, and, and I'll, I'll play him, and I'll get to do not it. Not just directing it, but it, I'll it's do kind it. of like, like it. It reminds me of, but he's not bad either. Like he's he's no, actually he, not bad. He's, he's really good he's in places. Not, he's not bad, but he's not good enough. Right? He's not right. the perfect he guy the wrong to things. be this role. Right. And you just have to suffer through it because he's making it, and, and it's hard. It's he's him. the guy who makes the decision right. about who plays this. Right? Right? <laughs> and yeah. He's, he's the going guy. to. It reminds me of the Orville. Oh yeah, you know yeah, the yeah, the TV yeah. show yeah. where you know Seth, Seth MacFarlane just wanted to be in Star Trek. <laughs> right. He wanted to be a Star Trek captain, yeah. and he goes, "Well, it's never going to happen. Right? No one's no one's going to make yeah. a Star Trek yeah. movie, and I'll I'll sign up for it or a new Star Trek or show. Cast me. Yeah, yeah, right. and I'll I'll audition for it, and they'll go, "Oh yeah, you're it. And you're, <laughs> so I just have to <laughs> right. make my own, right? right. So yeah, and, he slaps his own head. He goes, "Wait, I got a production company, <laughs> right? And Let's he do goes, this. Well, I have to make my own, and yeah. now I get to do it.'" And this is, it's one of those, you know, pet projects that come along all the time. Somebody gets some bug in their ass that they have to make this movie or they want to play this character. Right. And he just really wants to play this character. And if somebody else were in charge. Right. And he and like a 50 other people tried out for this role, he wouldn't have got it. Right. If if somebody else was in charge, they would have found somebody who was more... Poirot than right, him, right? And and then it would have maybe been another level of movie, right? right? He either can't direct and star; he's got to do and, one or the other. And you know what I think yeah. too is that I think actually uh, what he wanted to do was not even this movie. I think what he wanted to do was the sequel where he does right. Death on, Death the, on Nile. the Nile. Yeah, he wants to make yeah. that yeah. movie. Sure, but he knows because that movie is like not. There yeah. isn't the supreme the f- version right. of that with right. the whatever that has a lot of room. To but be he original. had to make this first. Yeah, and <laughs> that's actually pretty. You know what's really funny? That's actually I hadn't thought of that, but it's so obvious, right? I mean, he even says it, of course, in, at the end right. of the movie. In the end of the right? film, he tells yeah. you that it's coming. It's interesting. I I find him. I find him always engaging because I think he's 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 always for me anyway uh, a, go, a good or a great actor like I like watching Brandon yeah, yeah, work yeah. because there's just always something about him that seems like he's in he's really in that role more so in, in some like I said in some 
probably some places of the film in there. I hate the beginning. I, I know that you have to yeah, do this, yeah. but this whole Egyptian, like Middle Eastern, like whodunit, right, right. like this whole thing. And he sticks the cane. The in cane the is the wall. reason I hate it. It's the so cane bad. is the reason I hate it. it. It's horrible. I anyway. would rather the guy had fallen in camel crap. It, it's, than, it's horrible yeah, anyway. It's so bad. But that that whole cane thing is just, you know, that's to me is like you don't understand who Poro is, right? Or he's not. You're making him a different guy. You are. It's right. like if you're making Sherlock Holmes, and then all of a sudden in your Sherlock Holmes movie, right. he starts doing, you know, whatever. Crouching so, Tiger, like, Hidden Dragon. Yeah, like, I mean, it's like that's, that's the difference between Robert Downey's Sherlock Holmes. You know, and, he's yeah. the world's best investigator. He's right. not like some mathematician figuring right, out right. where people will step and, right. you know. There's no way to. It's just, it you was know, so, it's, it's another level of yeah. and adding I get it. goofiness In some way, it, that's right? a throwback to the films that maybe Branna is trying to recapture, you know, because this, this certainly, even though the 70s, the, the 70s version is the one I remember the most, but yeah, I know yeah. there's tons of them. Right. Maybe his favorite is one really old one, or maybe it's like the BBC, I, I don't know. But, I know that he's good in enough places to carry the film, but not great in enough places to elevate the film right. for me. And, and, you know, I was thinking that, too, um, kind of going back a little bit. Like you said, you were bored. I and was I, and, bored. And I was watching it, and I was able to maybe to like a better extent than you just kind of appreciate the actors who were involved. This is what I tried to do. And especially like Johnny <laughs> so. Depp was really good. Oh no. Yeah, oh, he no. totally was. This is where we fall apart. Jo- Johnny Depp was really good. Um, except in the conversation with the cake. That's horrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't like that scene, but other yeah. than that, he was good. Josh Gad was really weirdly good. He was good. Um, and just, you know, everyone was good except uh, maybe for, uh, who is it, like Penelope Cruz? Yeah, she she, she was, was okay. She didn't have much to do. But she was a little over. She was near Michelle Pfeiffer. She, she was like yeah, overdoing everything. Yeah. Um, but everyone else, it was just, uh, you know, I was just like getting into them, yeah. playing their roles. Yeah. And there were parts where I definitely was like kind of bored. And like one of the big ones for me was uh, when Josh Gad goes off the bridge and then they're chasing yeah. him. Yeah. And then at the end, he just like comes back. Right. And then you're like, <laughs> right. what did I have to watch that for? Why? Like, yeah. <laughs> right. like, what did that really do? Right. And if I did have to watch it, I could have been watching it, you know, maybe for 20 seconds. Right. Instead of like for three minutes. minutes yeah. or, you know, right. whatever it was. <laughs> and there were parts like that where I was kind of thinking, you know, I, I'm kind of bored with this, but I had to think, if I rewatch the other one, am I going to be bored? Because I know what happened. I know. So yeah, that, I know. A, as I'm watching it, I just kept thinking, but I know everything. Yeah. Uh, but I know everything that's going to happen. So if I watch a murder mystery, it's like reading a murder mystery book again. Right. Like, yeah. You can't why, recapture why would you that do that? Friend, right? who, who would do that? See, so I was well, thinking, sorry. sure, I'm kind of bored. But I can, look can for, I really yeah. say that the movie has gone wrong if I'm bored and I know everything? It's it, it, it's like yeah, I have to tricky. have a special rating for the second time I watch a movie. <laughs> right? I, like, I can re- You don't often rewatch films. I can rewatch films and still find the pleasure in them and not just come in and out of a room every time the best scene that I want to see. Right. But I can I can actually enjoy a film. And for me, that wasn't it. 
part of it was, well, the big thing is I got bored at the wrong time. I got bored at the time that Michelle Pfeiffer and Johnny Depp were both having their turn in the film. Right. So when I started getting bored, I had salt poured in the wound because right, right. I, I didn't like Michelle Pfeiffer at all. Um, at all. Like I'm actually yeah, thinking, yeah. I'm actually thinking from like the first couple times you see her and she's this clingy, like trying to go to your cabin kind of woman. Like I, you know, I didn't like that. And right. then later as she becomes more nuanced, I didn't like that either. My, my thing, I actually like Johnny Depp uh, less now than I did years ago. I feel like I'm liking him less and less. And I think the thing that's happening is, for me, I think he's very creative and I think he's very talented, but I think he's so accustomed to Ed Wooding it up. Like, when you just have to play a guy now... Right. You you can't play a guy anymore. You've got to be <laughs> right. Captain Jack Sparrow, Dark Shadow, Ed Wood guy. Like, you've got to find... It, it almost felt to me like... At any moment, we were gonna see Johnny Depp had like it, he a might, pair of he might eyeballs have another level in his right, in right. his pocket. Like he's because he's got to find something so weird about everything. In fact, you just got to be this guy. And right. and I didn't. He was the reason that it started tipping for me because when I was bored and I was trying to find and I found it with everybody else like Willem Dafoe, Leslie Odom Jr. It was nice to see Daisy Ridley. I actually think yeah, yeah. in a weird way, I think this subtle small supporting thing sets her up in a way that Star Wars is just going to reinforce in another month. I think she's got a lot of future ahead of her. Because yeah. I think she's very easy in how good she was. And she had a she actually had a weird role to do in this that was slightly challenging and and she made it look pretty effortlessly, but uh effortless effortless. Um but you know, when when I started getting bored and I didn't have anything to watch except Johnny Depp and Michelle Pfeiffer, it it showed to me the weakness of the film is that it's the really fun part of the film is right there. It's really right there, but they're pushing a schedule so tightly and things are so constrained for a almost two hour film that it almost kind of, it almost kind of suffocated the fun out of it yeah. for me. And then, and again, that's when I just started looking at the visuals, the subtle stuff. I don't think Leslie Odom Jr. did a ton until later when he became very interesting. But I actually just kind of thought he was fine. I really loved Willem Dafoe. Right. You know, and in, in finding the pleasure in that stuff, if the movie is making me look in the cracks, yeah. in the corners, I, I, I'm kind of dialed out of it. I, I think there are parts in the movie too. And like I said, so, you know, I gave it an eight and I'll sit here and bash it for the whole hour. <laughs> and I'll give it a five and a half and praise that, it. Because that's know? what we do, like, right? That's what we'll do, yeah. Um, but there were parts <laughs> in the movie, and I feel like everything, um, apart from Michelle Pfeiffer, although, you know, maybe Kenneth Branagh let her be in it, so that's his fault too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't right, know, but right. apart from her, I think really everything that's wrong with it is Kenneth Branagh. His character is slightly wrong. Yeah. But there is something about the direction of it like he just has this i mean it's a murder mystery but he's got this weird seriousness that he's trying to put on it yeah while he's trying to kind of make a movie that at the end of the isn't. day actually isn't all that right, serious right right and so it just kind of you know if you go back to like the 70s or even before and you're watching you know things like even like Casablanca or like right. old versions of murder mysteries of yeah. if you took where this movie was and you have like, you know, the red kimono person, you <laughs> right. know, runs down the train or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's not 
you right. know, the same kind of seriousness right. just because it's like a murder mystery and it's Poirot, but right. Kenneth Branagh really wants to be he serious. Really, yeah. He wants to be crazy serious about what's going on. He wants to really sell this whole thing at the end with the gun at the very end where it's like, well, I can't turn you in, so you're going to have to kill me. He wants to like sell that, and he has to make the whole movie before it really serious or you can't like sell that. Right. And what you know, I when like I was watching the movie and we've got the going in and out of the doors, and then all of a sudden, you know, the person with the red kimono we see running away right. and stuff. And I was like, Oh, this could be really crazy fun right now. Right. right. And be like like wild right. and not like a comedy or like <clears throat> funny, but a very different place in watching a movie yeah, right and right. i'm like and this movie just refuses to go there and yeah. that's kenneth branagh just right. refuses to right. do something we have this whole part in the story where we're trying to sell this idea that some hitman right came on i don't know what that has to do with the red kimono <laughs> right because yeah. you're like a mafia hitman and you're hiding with the red kimono right. and and somebody's dressed up as uh, you know, dragon a, lady as a person know. who yeah. works on the train, and mm-hmm. there's the other conductor, and the whole thing. And it's almost like we never got anywhere with that. Yeah, you almost forget that we we're talking about it because right. we don't want right. to pay attention to that. It's like what happened is Branna said, "I don't really like that part." <laughs> <laughs> right. I want more of me talking. I, I don't want. I don't right. want that part to really you know, be too much in people's right. mind. So right. I'm going to pretend it's not there until right. like the end when I say, oh, remember that other story? Yeah. You know, one of two things happened and, right. you know, whatever. And it was very odd, I thought. When that when that scene happens, it's almost like the movie is, you know, kind of forced to have this part yeah. but doesn't want it. Right. And so it doesn't, right. it's not going to look at it. It's not going to... It's not going to think like, what can I do with this or what can we make this into? Yeah. It just kind of goes, oh, I have to have this. Even, even it's the, almost like somebody just mentioned it. We didn't even show it. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. like somebody just there was said, someone who did this. Ah, there was a like, thing. Uh, okay, move on. Even the other film, and I don't remember it perfectly, so this can't be, this can't be truly fair to judge it on something that I just saw, you know, with you. But I remember the Finney film at least. Even though it ran the same, you know, this is the same story. It's not like there's a oh, different yeah, yeah. thing. I remember there being a little bit of elasticity where the characters could actually kind of like breathe. Yeah. Like I really feel like the set lists and, and you know, the shooting times and everything, they're like at 12.16, you're running out on the kimono because at 12.17, I've got to deliver this monologue. And at 12.19, we have to have you enter. Like it just seemed... For something that is so interesting as a premise, like you're in a you're in a room and someone died, you got to figure out who killed who. Like it just felt like it was so specifically clockwork. It kind of yeah, it, beca- it became kind of stagey yeah, because it was just he weird. was. Uh, I, I think too, if you compare this one to the original one, in the original one you had all these stars, right? Right. And huge, huge stars for the time, definitely. Right. Yeah. This one's a disaster. Uh, no. But you had all these stars, and at the time, you're making the movie, and it was kind of like, look, let's let these stars be in it. Yeah. And this one, we have all these stars, and I don't feel like we got that. We didn't right. get 
we didn't get let them be in it. We got Kenneth Branagh telling them exactly how they were going to do everything, right? How they were going to breathe every second. Yeah. yeah, like the the movie feels almost like there are no like second takes. Yeah, you know, right. like, get it and, right. And uh, movies that are like that, it's weird, but they are not as good. <laughs> and, Unless and, Clint Eastwood's doing and, it, and He's like the only guy and like can, I said, I'm yeah, gonna but. bash on the movie forever, but. It felt like there should be some takes of some of the scenes where Kenneth Branagh said, you know, do what you think right. this do should it my feel way. like. Try it your way. Right. right. And, you know, do it like right. a few times. Right. Do it how you think this should be. I'll say, no, maybe not or yeah. whatever. But maybe you'll just get these stars being able to be yeah. these stars. Right. And I didn't feel like that ever happened in the movie except possibly Willem Dafoe. Right. In the scene where he comes clean, right? That right. seemed that felt like Willem Dafoe doing it, dude. If he did that just one take, I would have been like, <laughs> you know what? Let's just put Willem in charge of everything. Can you? Right. Can you like wear this dress and go do <laughs> Michelle's character right. now? Like, because yeah, if that's a one take thing, that's amazing because it's so, it's so you know casual and easy. But, but it it's felt, really freaking difficult. It felt difficult. like him. Yeah. More yeah. than a lot of the rest of the movie feels like Kenneth Branagh right. forcing people to be a certain way. And right. it's almost like you don't need the big stars. You, know, you could have had anyone if right. we're just going to have them do things in exactly the way that yeah. he wants you to. It didn't really, you don't need a great yeah. actor to just go be this robot. You know, right. Kenneth Branagh is just pushing the buttons. Right. So maybe that's completely yeah. not true. But it feels. but it's yeah. how it if feels. it is true, it's easily believed. He he has some lines that are so good to deliver for the character, but by setting them up with like that big stage thing that we talked about in the beginning, like it just seems so weirdly self serving. It makes Branna look like more of a scenery chewer than he is. Like because later he's got the he's got an actually very fun throwaway line where and he delivers it. I mean, it's a good line, but he just is like, you know. My name is Hercule Poirot. I'm maybe the best detective in the world. Right. You know, and it's funny, and it's supposed to be funny, but he delivers it kind of like, you know, this is the way it is. Right. And But when I have to do the first scene, and then I have to do the last scene, now I think, now you're just an egotist. Right. Like, and I, you've, you've earned it, but this is crazy. Like, you're not supposed to be that, you know, patting yourself on the back that hard. Right. Do it a little, but don't, don't deafen everything. You know... I, I was glad when there were other performances. Um, it was hard even before I disliked what Johnny Depp was doing and even before I disliked... No, that's not true. I disliked Michelle Pfeiffer from start. Not from seeing her on the yeah. poster, but like the moment she started doing her performance, I went, oh, God. I, I was her off the train. I, I was like, nervous about her because, uh, like you said, I haven't seen her be good in anything for I a long looked, time. I just looked real quick. Mother, she's horrible. Yeah. Well, the movie sucks anyway, but like the family, that De Niro film, I guess she was okay in that, but that's that's stretching it. Yeah, she's supposed to be better than that, right? You know, right. That um, mo- that movie too was okay. It was okay, but yeah, she didn't. You know, uh, that's almost more sad because she didn't really have much to <laughs> yeah, do, right? right? If you don't give right. her anything to do, she's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's great praise right. for a right for a, for an actress who's supposed actress. to be great. Um, but yeah, it's almost in this movie like she uh, has no idea what Kenneth Branagh is talking about. Right. So she just goes, <laughs> I'll just turn it up to 11 then. Right. And 
It's almost like someone said, it's almost like, I mean, I'm sure she read the script because she had to know her lines, but it's almost like someone got in her ear and said, we're going to redo this really classic film and you're going to be like the film noir woman, like camp it up a bunch, right? be right. vampy. You know, even though you're on a train, all these old crime films, um, whether it's, you it's, know, the Casablanca or like the double, I love double indemnity. It's like, like you we're have the, doing you this have the woman in the in nightgown coming shaker. down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have the woman come down the stairwell. She's got the long cigarette. The shadow is hitting her right. Right. Like it's almost like Michelle Pfeiffer on a well-lit train is playing that character. <laughs> and you're like, I get it, but that's not this film. Right. Like you're in the wrong movie and, with this. And not only, not only that, but the way that she does it, uh, just makes it all the worse that you, yeah. You know, it's it, it's one thing to have all these weird characters and there's a bunch of mystery. It's almost like if they were filming it this way, they should change the story a little bit yeah. because they introduce everyone and you're just sitting there going, she did it. Right. She did. It. Oh, wait, he did it too. Well, you're just telling me that everyone did it just right. by introducing them. Right. It's like when you, you know, it's like watching a Western and everyone's got the black hats on and right, you go, yeah, right. okay, right. I guess I know where I am. <laughs> I know who's the bad and guy. And she is, she's kind of the worst at it because she's so weird. Yeah. When we first meet her and she's talking to Poirot, right? Yeah, right. She is so odd yeah that you can't help but go this is fake crazy right right, right? i mean right. she's you know what happens is if you look back on it what happens is that he is suddenly going to be on the train yeah. she finds out he's suddenly going to be on the train so she's trying to like chat him up right right you're only supposed to know that when you look back not right. as right. it's happening you go oh so she's right, right. <laughs> and it and it's weird she's yeah. just uh she's very over the top all the time and that's and that's her best shot is right. at the beginning because right. then to when sell. she's actually supposed to be dramatic right and then she's already Lost, you know past gone. 11 yeah then it's all over but we've seen we've seen a couple films that were like this um the last one that i can really think of was ender's game where it definitely has an ending that when you know it changes the you know if you've read the story right, right. you're like i know how they do this right, so how exactly. are they going to do this and i thought that is and i you know i said that when they were when i first heard they were making the movie yeah i'm like but i know the joke right, right. yeah so like, it's like how are you going to do that and i remember when we went into this joking with you um real quick about like what if they'd made it like clue like if if this had really changed the story and was like guess what Think yeah you know because that would have made it not only i mean that's a real gutsy thing but not only do you think you know what happens on the Orient Express, you got to come around this time and right, see. Right. You might not be right. Like, right. That would be awesome if they Especially, could do it. It's, it's weird. And it wouldn't have been that hard it, to do it. No, and it's weird because if this is how you're going to make the movie, yeah, then you should change the ending. Right. Then it should right. be different. Right. If you're going to do it the regular way, you right. need to make the movie a little bit different. A little different. This is not... It, it, it throws me all the time because I want to say this is not Shakespeare, right? Right, right. But Shakespeare's not Shakespeare, <laughs> right. actually. Right. If, you know, if you're really talking about Shakespeare, Shakespeare is, you know, the pulp fiction of the day. It's right. just that English teachers like it. So now it's right. something no one wants to read and everyone thinks. Right. But yeah. the way that he's making it is like the worst theory of what Shakespeare is, right? right? Where everything is overdone. I don't know. If there is fun in Shakespeare, you know, 
if um like well like the teacher you hope you don't get because something would have been i've had teachers that i really would have liked the stuff we were supposed to read if they didn't like hammer at home if it wasn't them if it wasn't them teaching it and trying to suck everything that's fun in it away from what's fun in it right you know or or simply saying and in some parts i feel like like you'd hinted at this earlier or actually just said it earlier you know branna really likes certain parts of poro's script and his you know his delivery of things and he's like i'm gonna act the shit out of this yeah you're gonna hear me and And it may not even be it may not even be bad. It probably isn't bad. It's probably really good. But man, you just you have no choice but to love it or hate it. Right. And he right. makes you and, love it or hate and, it. And you know the movie even has like uh, you know like I was t- talking about before when we uh, get the red kimono person running away. That feels to me like it should be at a different place, like a yeah. different uh, level of what we're trying to say and do. Right. And even the movie has these. Subtle moments, some not so subtle, but it has these little things that you should get a lot more out of and you and you can't quite get right. it. It's it's right. like you go, yeah, OK, I get that that's get it, cute or funny. Yeah. Like when when he gets woken up and he's got the thing on his mustache. Right. Yeah. That should really be great. That should sell really. Yeah. But you can't. I, I mean, and it's it's good and it works, but it's not at the same place right. that it should That's be. That's a great it one. It should, yeah. should be a lot better. It should yeah. hit you differently yeah. than it does. And it's like you can't quite get it. It's almost like when you see it in the movie, you're reading it in the script and trying to think of how good it is. Yeah. But it's not this. You're not getting what you should be getting out of the movie, right? It's like right. You, you're right. you're catching the idea and going, yeah, that's pretty good, right? right. But it, right. but the movie is so laced up, serious with its three piece suit on, right. you know, right. and which is kind of Poirot, and so that's okay. But it it takes everything so far. That you even get stuff like some of some of the stuff that Josh Gad does, not counting when he's falling off the bridge because that was right, a little was, goofy. But right. when he's uh, trying to sell stuff, he's like a guy in you know some film noir PI movie right. with the lights on his face, and he's like, "Oh I yeah, didn't do right. it, you know." Right. And and that actually works pretty well. Yeah. It just doesn't exactly fit this with with what else is happening and there's a there's a lot of as we move the camera to someone else we're kind of in a little bit different movie and and it happens it happens kind of to everybody at one point or another including kenneth branagh sometimes he's in one movie and sometimes he's in a slightly different movie. Right. And sometimes, you know, he's like on stage playing for the queen and and everything better be, you know, just so, I don't know. Anyway. Um, but still I liked it. I like the story. Yeah. I like that it, um, you know, as I, we've said several times, it's not at all unusual to give something an eight and rip the hell out of it. Right. Um, but I liked the stuff that I liked. I really liked. And yeah. I liked all the actors. It's just that, you know, maybe to one extent or another. Right. But even when I didn't like some of the stuff they were doing, 
especially if you move away from Michelle Pfeiffer, Johnny Depp, and Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. Pretty much everyone else, I just liked watching them. I just liked. I agree. Uh, even though yeah. I maybe sometimes I had to kind of distance them from everything, everything else. else that was ha- yeah. But I I liked watching them, and I liked their ability. A lot of them to be able to do stuff without doing anything. Yeah. You know, a, yep. there was a lot in this movie that was. I'm just going to look over here now. And, right. Uh, right. you know, not necessarily that they were giving great lines or, you know, yeah. doing whatever. But everyone pulled out a lot of really good stuff, even if they had to be doing it against Michelle Pfeiffer. Right. And it was still right. okay. Under and, the shadow. Yeah. And right. uh, even, the, even the roles that really are quite small... Some of the people, even like though Judy Dench's assistant, Judy Dench doesn't get much Judy her Dench herself for sure. It's weird, and Judy she's Dench a great actress, right? And I'm blanking on her name, but her assistant has more in the film pretty, than Judy pretty Dench, much, even yeah. though her character isn't more important. But yeah, absolutely. Judy Dench, I felt like um, God, what was her name? She uh, Judy Dench was good, but she also was not as good as I'd have liked her to be. And I felt yeah. like she was a little bit wasted in this role because the role became a little bit more stereotypical than it needed to be. Right. And so, you know, her work was easy. So yeah, she right. still was really good. Yeah. But there could have been something better out of her. But Right. Uh, but just watching all the other people, it was really fun. It was really fun watching uh, – People um, reacting right, right to the situation right. and the stuff yeah. happening, and yeah. and to uh, you know to him asking the questions right. and right. Uh, and the uh, you know the exchange when they were still on the train mm-hmm. and and he's like you did it and <laughs> right and uh, I yeah. can't remember the the character name yeah, but I, you know the the girl that he's accusing right and. And she's like, um, yeah, I guess I'm just not going to talk to you. Right. And, yeah, right. <laughs> and, I guess that's that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even even <laughs> a lot of the smaller, more subtle stuff was good. And and like I said, it looked great. And it kind of yeah. just the looking great pulled you along, too, because a, it was uh, yeah. it was such a cool atmosphere it really that was. it made. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there, there's a weird aesthetic. I mean, especially in the first after the annoying, you know, cane scene, you know, once it's really about the train, there's an amazing series of visuals that supplement all the stuff. And I'm not, I don't just mean like how pretty it looks like. It looks like the Hogwarts Express rolling through a snowy mountain right, ride. Right. Like those I expect to look good, but the stuff that's really close up and really near um, to the lens when they're establishing everyone getting on, I was like, holy crap, this might be visually one of the best films I've seen all right. year. Like it's just so amazing. Um, I think, I think I had enough fun with it to not trash it completely. And I just think that if I had known, I mean, instead of doing it for the show, I mean, just if I had known, I would have just gone and seen something else. Yeah. And it didn't have enough for it to me to be so new or interesting that it succumbed everything else that I had a problem with. Right. I think that, um, the reason that I can still give it an eight, even though I, I probably haven't actually explained that. <laughs> <laughs> Not to me. I'm still dumbfounded, but so, I get it. I, I mean. So I think that all of the things that I think are wrong with it and 
you know, as we keep saying, we both have had, we've both <laughs> come in here and given a movie oh, nine, yeah. God, and then never talked it's about anything good about it. Ripping, <laughs> Ripping White didn't get one more star. Uh, so for yeah. for this movie though, I think that the stuff that I didn't like about it yeah. was in it's in like a little bit different category, right? It's in a category of I wish this was better. Yeah, me too. Instead of the category of now why it's crap, it, right? It so now good? this yeah. is really bad, except right. for Michelle Pfeiffer. Right. <laughs> Even all of the yeah. stuff that I don't like about Kenneth Branagh and I didn't like the way that he, you know, did it. I didn't like his yeah. focus in in a way. Yeah. It's it's really I think at least the vast majority majority of it is stuff that just I wish was better. I wish was different. I yeah. wish that I wish that this was a 10. Right. <laughs> and it's not, right. and so it's an eight, it right? Been a big surprise. I wish that we'd have had uh, a. I wish that we'd have had a different lens than Kenneth yeah. Branagh's. Yeah, making this movie. I wish that we would have had a different person be Poirot. Yeah, which is not going to happen. <laughs> Even though that doesn't mean that he was so bad that the movie should be a three because he's horrible, right? right? It's just that I wish that there was someone who I, you know felt fit the character better yeah. uh, than he did it. And a lot of the stuff that happens in the movie, I wish that the pacing at some parts were a little different. Not because now everything sucks. I mean, right. I still no. like the story and everything. Yeah. I just... Uh, I was going into the movie not expecting it to be real good, actually. I was, I was, I was kind really of expecting wary. like six, yeah. seven maybe about what was thought, as good but, as it was going to be. Yeah. And then what happened was the movie showed me that it could have been a 10. Right. And right. And, and so I wish yeah. it was. Yep. And so that's we, why. We bash on stuff sometimes. I mean, if, if you get up into the eight, eight and a half or nine, you know, and, I, and we spend time or I spend time railing on it, it's because I'm actually kind of privately and now publicly annoyed that you just didn't nail the ending. Like, right, right. Just stick the, stick the dismount and make it like one of the best films. But... Uh, you know, I get it. Especially, and you know, it, it's funny. We're so we're getting close on time. It comes back to last week when we were talking about all the movies that are going to be battling Dunkirk for a nomination this right, year. Right. And I and I said, hey, you know, nobody's talking about uh, Orient Express, and you would think that they would be with right. all these stars with Kenneth Branagh. You would think that somebody would say in that. That will probably get nominated, and maybe it turns out that it's because they've seen it. Maybe, maybe <laughs> and, they knew. Yeah, just, maybe they had a week ahead of us. It's but. it's not that good, and this is a movie that I think, whenever this comes out with this cast, with him in charge, this should be a movie that I should be seriously considering being in right. my top ten. Right, I should have to you know, be fudging with moving stuff around and going, it's got to at least be right, really close right, or it should right. be in my top 10. And it's not, it's not going to be anywhere near my top 10. Yeah. And, and that is the real negative wow. of it is that it didn't do the things yeah, they, that it should have done. Not, <laughs> not that it really did horrible things, but yeah. just that it refused to do good things. Right. And, and it could have, and I agree with you on this part. It, for me, I don't know if it could have gotten to 10 without changing the story like really surprising me with a clue ending, you know, but it's still... <laughs> well, that's so, just not fair. I, I, it isn't fair. <laughs> I agree. But it, the things that it could have done to get up to an eight for me, it was right there. Yeah. It was right there, you know, and then it's just mismanaged. But speaking of uh, mismanaged, yeah, and, and, you know. And, you know, there, was, there were a lot of things that were like that scene with the cake, right? Yeah. That 
should have been a scene, I think, where what it's just Kenneth Branagh and Johnny Depp sitting at a table having right. a conversation. That should have been a converse, uh, a scene, I think, where Kenneth Branagh says, I'm going to kind of give you the idea of what you're supposed to say. Right. And now let's just let's do it just a few times. Let's see. Right. And see what we come up with. Right. But it was like, it felt like as much as you want to not like Johnny Depp in that scene, and I don't like him in that scene either because yeah. he's not that good and he's kind of like hammy. You yeah. Know, he's like kind he of is. hamming it up. That scene feels like the perfect example of Kenneth Branagh was like, at exactly this time, you will turn your head this much to the right. 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 <laughs> you right. will you will lift up your other which hand. Is, you which will is weird, specifically smear. about that scene, just because we're getting there. Yeah. And he does. Right. You know, because he does weird, like, he has weird sneers at, like, strange yeah. points. It's, and I feel like when somebody, he's looking at himself in the I mirror. I feel like, yeah, I feel like there's somebody off camera that's going, sneer, <laughs> sneer, you know. I actually, as much as I dislike the cake scene, I like Branna in it. I like what he does and how yeah, he does. Yeah, I love it. I love the look on his face when he looks at Johnny Depp and he says, you know, basically, are you threatening me? Right. You know, that's the moment when he's just like, I'm going to have some of your cake and then I'm going to get up and go to my room. <laughs> yeah. Like, I like the idea of it. But yeah, it, the reason I don't like it is because of Depp, you yeah. know. So anyway. All right. Anyway, so uh, no hurry to run out and no. see this one. Um, I'm not even sure what's next week, except that I think Wonder comes out next it's, week. But I think a couple of other it's things. It's Justice actually. League. Oh, is that next that's, week? That's com- well, that's this week. That's coming up. That's well, the thing. Right. Next week, week. You're right. I'm sorry. Next week for Thanksgiving is, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's maybe it's Wonder. Uh Wonder no, makes me nervous. No, Wonder I think comes out this week too. Wonder's got a Wonder weird makes thing. me nervous because uh Julia Roberts is in exactly the Michelle Pfeiffer boat. <laughs> well, you don't because, like Julia Roberts anyway. Uh, no, I and I never really liked her. Um Oh, come but, on. You must have liked her in, in something that she's No. She's done a lot. You never really never liked no, Julia Roberts. No, I've never I've never wow. liked Julia Roberts. I've always thought that she was horrendously overrated. Well, I, I'm at, not saying that she's as worthy an, of as an actress, praise, but yeah. um, but in a movie like this, she is so uh, see through when she's trying yeah. to do anything that's kind of dramatic. Uh, you know, anyway, I feel like she saw Sandra Bullock do her Oscar push and was just like, "Oh, I can do that." Get me, <laughs> yeah. get my agent to get me something where I can be one of these. That could be it, man. The movies that are coming up right off don't look that amazing. Yeah, hooray. <laughs> anyway, um, so Justice League for sure, um, and we should oh. probably get out of here. But yeah. if Justice League is this week, then that's that probably will, it. That will that's at least definitely for one. sure be it. Yeah, okay. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, listeners. On behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by areyouscreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night. <laughs>